That's who I am, that. right? Yeah. I would, I'm, I'm made for, for being in the gladiators arena. Yeah. Same thing with marriage. If you truly believe, and I always tell, ask my, my class a question, would you die for your woman? If you can't really say, I won't die for her, I won't take a bullet for her, then what the fuck are you fighting for? This is Vivian Velasquez. And this is Raul Velasquez. Welcome to the God, Money, and Purpose podcast. Welcome to the God, Money, and Purpose podcast. My name is Raul Velasquez, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host. Vivian Velasquez. And today's a special episode. What are we celebrating today? Yes, we're celebrating 21 years of marriage. 21 years, man. If all the men are out there, there is hope. There is hope. If we made it, you could make it too. So, <laughs> man, 21 years. How, how do we come so far? How, how do we make it happen? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, if you're listening for the first time, we are here to give you hope um, because... Marriages are difficult, and not to say that ours was was not. I mean, it, it was, but there was so many times that we could have walked out, that we could have done something different, that we could have continued to hurt each other, um, and we chose otherwise. We chose to actually work on ourselves, and we chose to have a better, more filling, more beautiful, more encouraging, more loving place for us to really you know, have this marriage and if, if not just necessarily marriage, but a partnership, a friendship, you know, like all of this, what marriage involves, I think we just chose to have something just like, what was our next level in marriage? See, no, nobody tells you the marriage is going to be this hard. I mean, when we got together, we were young, you know, we were in love. Very young. You know, I remember the first time I saw you and, uh, and you walked into the club because you, you, you and I met at the club and I saw this beautiful woman coming in oh, dressed God. in white and it was like an angel coming down from me. I said, I'm going to marry that woman. I'm going to marry that woman. I had no idea that uh, we we're going to be 21 years later yeah. married. Yeah. But uh, it just goes to show you that sometimes like love is not enough because there's no shadow of a doubt that from the beginning, like we, we, we connected, right? Right. But uh, as we progress in a relationship, we also wanted to kill each other. Yeah. We also, you know, came to the point that the things that I love about you and the things that you love about me trigger each other. And, you start to hate it. And uh, love is not enough. Yeah. The, love is not enough. And I think that's the topic that we're going to talk about in this episode is, is love enough? Is love enough? And, and, and what do you do when you love that person, but they're not feeling your needs? When you love that person and you're not getting in the same page. So just thinking back of like when we started and, you know, we started together when we were in high school. So... Just that alone kind of just You were makes dating me... a, a friend of mine and I was dating a friend of yours. Yeah, but I don't so even we want to were... talk I don't even want to talk so about that. So we were that. friends. Yes, we and were friends. And then afterwards we became friends with benefits. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just thinking like, well, get let's get past like the high school like high school stage and all that because that in itself was like, oh my god, traumatizing. A lot of drama. Traumatizing a lot of drama. drama for me. But I think you have to bring that because there's a lot of couples that, that listen to us that are uh married since they were, you know, high school. High school. High school. And I think that we do have to count that base because that is a first stage, like a puppy stage of love, you know, and, and very possessive, you know, because in, in high school, I was very possessive. Like, you were my girl. You were yes, my woman. You were, right? you were like this, I mean, like a stereotype, you know, like this machista, like just after like, this is my woman and she's not going to see or nobody's going to see her. And, and, you know, like I got, I got caught up into that because you were kind of like my first love. And here's the thing, like just me looking back, it's like, whether you're in the puppy stage or when you're already in the married stage, 
it's like you don't even know yourself. You're imagine like I'm just thinking back, like I'm just learning to remember who I am and what I want and what I love. And all of a sudden comes this person that like takes me and sweeps me off of my feet. And and granted, like you were such a room and you are such a romantic um man and you just you know like everything that i thought like i wanted you just like t- totally gave me something else and it kind of like i was also gangster i was a <laughs> gangster romantic so you you like the the both uh aspect of the, well, of, you, the you are, of the of the man and, the, the and, great thing about you is that you are all of it like you're just you know like you're you're funny you are enthusiastic you... well i think so many people will not think i'm funny our kids do not think i'm funny I think, you're, the, I think you're, you're funny. the only one who laughs at my jokes i think you're funny but it's just like so so that alone like me thinking back is like everything that i never know that i wanted like you came along and you offer that for me and i'm like oh okay so this is nice like it just it feels so nice but then so fast forwards i'm moving forward from like this puppy love this high school so love. what was the worst thing worst experience you know looking back that you could have you could have said, you know, uh, this memory we could have done without in our in our journey. So and I, back in the high school days. So let's right. talk. You know, okay. High, like you want to stick to high school days? I can't believe you want to make this podcast about our high school <laughs> days. Like this is going to be like rumble in a minute. So one of the things that I I could say that I could do without is the fact that my sister and I had such a beautiful relationship until you and Carlos came along, which is Carlos is my cousin, the cousin, and then we were actually he was dating your sister yes. before. We actually start dating yes. each other, so that was a link. That was yes. a, a so, connection, right? So something that I could do without is is that because you and Carlos brought so much drama. I, I would speak for 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 us, right? Like you brought so much drama into my <laughs> life because you were so possessive over me that I wasn't able to go out with my friends and go dancing. Like I've always loved to dance, and when I wanted to go dancing, it was like I had to ask. Not only did I have to lie to my father and hide from my father. And then all of a sudden, it's like I have a boyfriend that I have to lie to and hide from. So, I think that, so see, oh, see, now, oh now we're God. talking about like, like the lies. You know, that's what I, what I was mad about. The Why lies. Why did I right? have to lie to you? Because you were so possessive. It's like I couldn't do anything and I wanted to go dancing. So I had to lie to you. I had to lie to my but dad. Who were you dancing with? That was a problem. <laughs> I was dancing by myself. I was dancing with my sister. So that's not even the problem. That's not even the well, drama see, that I'm so, talking about. Listen to me. <laughs> okay, the drama okay. that I could do without is the 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 thing that I could do without is the drama that you put into the my life when you came into my life because you brought um, this sense of like, you know, me and my sister were really in good terms most of the time until you guys. I, I'm not blaming you, but I'm just thinking back. Just it's say, like, tell the truth. You hit your sister with a phone in her head, and that's what you regret. Because she wouldn't let you get, she wouldn't get off the phone, so yes. you could talk to me. <laughs> and, and it's just like you know, you 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 guys were always interrogating us. So it's like if I didn't tell you the truth, then you wanted to ask my sister, and then my sister would get mad at me because it's like, wait, why am I getting involved in this situation? Like I'm just a bystander. I wasn't even there. So it was like this, like this negative energy of like I'm right and you're wrong, and like tell me the truth and no, that's a lie, and all that stuff was just like so much that really. I would have done without. So here's what uh, one thing that I remember. That I think that that's when we, we went really, really overboard is when uh, I was on vacation with my family in uh, Virginia Beach, and then Carlos stayed. Oh uh, God, I remember that. And uh, he, he didn't want to go; he wanted to stay. But you guys thought that he came with us, but he stayed back. 
and you went out with your sister, you went out dancing, but you, ha- you didn't know that Carlos was outside watching stalking you guys, us, stalking you, yes. and he followed you all the way to the club, and he was... Back then, we had beepers. He would beep me. And I was like, hey, Raul, they're in the club. Hey, Raul, they're dancing. Hey, Raul. We didn't have no phones. He couldn't take pictures. And the next day, when I called you, I said, hey, you know, how was your weekend? I said, oh, nice. We you know, stayed home. I was with my sister. We had some friends. I said, did you go anywhere? And you're like, no, no. I stayed home. No, I, I said, didn't. All right. uh, and, and I said, is that the truth? And you said, yeah, that's the truth. I said, put your mother on the phone. And your mother got on the phone. And I said, the audacity, and I said, you have you to talk me? to my mother. And then I said, could you, could you confirm that it's the truth? And your mother lied to me. And that's when I lost. I said, like, how can you, like, like and, and to be honest like, with like you. Like, my mom was the only one that was lying. Like, <laughs> and, and, that's, and the truth is that I, I judge you based on the stuff that I was doing. I was very insecure. Uh, I, you know, I, and, and we were, we were young. We were young. And listen, uh, but that's, that's when I go looking back, it's like, man, that was a lot of drama. It was a lot, of, a drama. lot of drama. And, and really honestly, like I could look back and like, I remember clearly that night and we even have a beautiful picture of like all this high school girls with this little skirts, um, with, with our legs up, kind of <laughs> like, like the Rockettes all in a line, beautiful, loving, like just clean fun and that's all we did like we danced you know how like you see those little huddles of girls and this i'm not saying like <laughs> now i'm a married girl like i don't care what I, what you think i don't care what you would say <laughs> this is the honest <laughs> truth like me this is what happened i'm just letting everybody else that's listening out there because this is what really happened even if raul doesn't believe it like i don't really care <laughs> it was such a beautiful night because we danced together it was like this little huddle of girls just dancing and laughing and just being us girls like you know, we didn't want to dance with any one guy or we weren't like, you know, looking for anyone. We were just looking to dance and to have fun. I didn't even know you were out there going bananas, looking, stalking me. And you but know, I, think like, that, I think that's the biggest issue. The biggest gosh. issue is like, why do women have to lie? Why do like what, they lie or men too? Like, first, the, of, all, the lie first is, of all, I was The lie is what creates a separation. Okay. First of all, I wasn't a woman. I was a girl. I was a, I was a girl. I was... 17 years old, so no, 18, 18, 18 years old. I guess it's 19. 18 years old when I was dancing. I remember because that's a, the you time. 18 is an adult. You were an adult making adult decisions. An adult, you but gotta, here's the thing an adult, <laughs> and we don't even think like adults, right? And it's like, because if I was an adult, if I was like in my like confident woman that I am today, I would have been like, I want to go out dancing. Like, this is what I love to do. I'm not doing anything wrong. I shouldn't have to lie to you. But it's like the possessiveness over me. It's like, maybe I am doing something wrong. Maybe I shouldn't be dancing. And then look, after that, like, I stopped dancing. I stopped going Mm. out with my friends. I stopped doing the things that I love. I stopped hanging out with my sister and my friends. And then it's like, why? And and the feedback from, uh, from me looking back is like, what I loved about you was the free spirit. What I loved about you was you defiant. Like, you know, I don't give a shit what what what, what you think. I'm gonna do what I want, you know? And then little by little, you know, as men, we think that we are protecting you, but we actually are putting out that fire. You're dimming We're our dimming light. Dimming the light. And then that's when the, the there was some more polarity. Then we got married and then you started just doing whatever I said, and then all of a sudden there was no more spark. And I think yeah. that's, you know, that's the first stage, right? We think that we want something from a woman like to, to, we think we want control but the reality is that the feminine doesn't need to be controlled you can't control the feminine energy so what we do what we're doing as men is we are dimming the light and we're contro- trying to control the feminine and the reality is we put you in a masculine casket yes. a masculine casket is not a turn on for, for us 
Right. And then going fast forward, when we did get married, when we were together, then I just felt like, okay, well, I'm he I am I have to reciprocate all these things that he's giving me, all the love. So let me just do everything that he says that he's asking me for. Let me just, you know, it's like a, a performance base to like let me just outdo what you've what you've given me. Please. So the please, 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 you. please, without really that spark that attracted us in the first place. Yeah. So, so I stopped, I, like I said, like, you know, we, and that's why, like, I, I ask women now, it's like, what brings you joy? And I, I often have to ask myself that part again. It's like, Vivian, what brings you joy? What mm. brings you happiness? And, and the little things, like, you know, wh- whether it's like, I'm not waiting. I always tell you that, like, don't take offense, but I'm like, I'm not waiting for you to buy me flowers, but I love flowers. I love to just see them at my desk and it just, it brings joy to me. So I go and I get them. I love to dance and and I don't necessarily need to go dance in a nightclub, which I don't even think they have any nightclubs anymore. After Corona, they <laughs> I definitely don't know. Don't. Even before well, Corona, they they have right. There were there's lounges. Very few. Now. Yeah, lounges. It's like I look like a crazy woman dancing in a lounge, but I don't care because I love to dance. And I, I'm not a dancer, but I just love to move my body if I hear the music. But I do that in the comfort of my home. So like I find a space and then I dance and I move my body because that's what brings me joy. But if we stop doing those things, then that's the challenge I would say that brings us to like this I want to say sexless marriages because there is no polarity there's a polarity disconnect disconnect. right there's disconnect and there's disconnect from your partner because you have a disconnect from yourself because the minute that you stop remembering the things that brought you joy the thing that that brings you aliveness and it's like how do you how can you feel alive in in the marriage and I mean, we go, we go through, we go through the, those phases like in and out, in and out, in and out. I just, it's, it's insane how like it could change. So if you're listening to this in uh, YouTube, just put a comment in here. Let us know, you know, what you're hearing from this conversation. If you could relate, if you're watching this through uh, Facebook or Instagram, still comment. Let us know some questions that you have. We could answer in this podcast. I think that this is uh, a topic that uh, a lot of marriages have. And right before we started having this this podcast, we were, we were talking about what we're going to talk about today, right? The, the anniversary and the journey and yeah. and and a lot of marriages, what they do is they negotiate instead of really having fulfillment. Like they negotiate what is enough for them to stay together. And we're talking about a conversation I had with one of the guys who applied for a program this past uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, he said he's been um, married for 16 years and he doesn't really have sex with his wife maybe once in a while. But he has a girlfriend, and and then you know that that's you know that's how he justifies sex. But he loves his wife. It's just for him. It's just sex. It's just it's just um, a release. You know, a, a release. And we're yeah. talking talking uh, of of um, uh, the podcast uh, with each other. And we said, when do does that get to be like a uh, like a business deal? How how do we treat? If we look at a, a marriage, a business deal, when is that become? When is sex become a negotiating tool? And is is that something that you know it could be negotiated? Because I, I look at it it's like, man, that, this man loves his woman. He wants to be with with her, but he is not pushing for sex. And obviously, the wife doesn't want to give him sex. <laughs> and now he just wants to get fulfilled somewhere else. Is it without looking at what's right or wrong? Is what's useful? Is it useful for for somebody to stay in that relationship? Is it useful for somebody to to do that and to talk about that um, well, a, a, a negotiate come to a negotiating uh, table and say, okay, here's what I want. You're not gonna give it to me, so here's what I want to get. But I still want to be, be together. Well, 
And that's, I guess, it's good if you're coming to the table to negotiate, and that sounds really good. But at the same time, like, how do you, you know, like, we can't even deal with each other. How are you going to bring one another person into the relationship, right? It's like, okay, now you're going to have two different women in your life. How, how do you even deal with that? Then coming into a marriage, just a commitment between you and I, if you make that commitment, right, if you're in a marriage, then... You're really going to bring somebody else into this relationship because you're not having enough sex. Then it comes to the question to me as a wife, why am I not fulfilling that part? Because if sex is so important to you as it should be to me, what what is the what is the downfall in there? Like, why aren't we having sex? And there's one thing that I, you know, when we talked about this, I realized that we're settling. Like, that's where, like, men will settle. I don't want to fight for the connection. I'd just rather have I'd rather have this right here, which is really just sex. It's not a deep spiritual connection. You know, and I think that we as couples we need to start asking ourselves like, what do we want in our marriage? Every single every single time that you know anniversary comes in it reminds me of the time that we had an anniversary, you know, and we had a, a conversation with we were not happy in our marriage. Right. And that sparked the work. That sparked the desire. Said, okay, we're not happy. Fine. Let's take a look at what we're not happy and let's see what we need to do to get us to a place that we could be happily with each other. And doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight because that's, yeah. you know, that's one of the things that I talk about all the time with my clients. Like, shit is not going to happen overnight. You're not going to fix your business. You're not going to fix your marriage. You're not going to fix your health, your connection with God overnight. But if you put in the work on a daily basis, you're going to start seeing progress. Uh, but at the same time, don't look at things as right or wrong. Look at things that what's useful, not useful, right? Is that having a girlfriend? Is that long-term sustainable? It's, it's maybe for a couple of years, but long-term, somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody yeah. is, is, is going to leave out of the relationship with pain. And just to be in that sense of a relationship, like I'm the one to judge. You know, like if you do what you got to do, then what makes you happy. But I think there needs to be like, okay, you need to end this relationship because it's not working out and then go on to the next. Like leave a clean space between this. Like I love you. I loved you. I respect you. But it's not working out. Like I've tried it for 16 years and something needs to change. If these things are not willing to change, then you know what? We both have to go on because, you know, it, I had a conversation with the, with a client earlier. And I told them, like, I stand for marriages. I stand for love and, and for commitment. But or and you need to be happy in this relationship. And, and if you're not happy, then you can't, if you're not happy in the relationship, there is no synergy. Yeah. There is no happiness there. So like there needs to be a solution and you got to sit down from, not from a place of like a princess mentality that you come and you start nagging and like crying and like, no, you need to come with like this queen mentality and say like, Hey, listen, I loved you as much as I could love you. I respect you, but this is not love and respect moving forward like we need to do something different or i just need to walk away because i love myself and i love you too much to even continue to hurt each other but right it's, it's just like in, in anything else a relationship you know looking back in 21 years it's like that's as yeah. as as long as i also had my business 21 years you know <laughs> yeah. so we've gone up and down i mean we, we got yeah. married and then i opened up the business uh, after the first year of being married yeah. And when when people ask me like you know what made you become an entrepreneur for me it was no other choice like that was me that you know that's that that's, was you you that's were made for am, that right I yeah. was, I'm I'm made for for being in the gladiators arena yeah. same thing with marriage if you truly believe and I always tell, ask my my clients the questions will you die for your woman if you can't really say I won't die for her, I won't take a bullet for her then what the fuck are you fighting for 
Yeah. You know, in this case, with this guy asking the same thing, he says, I will die for her. So he so loves he do- her. There's no question that he loves her. There's no question that she loves him. The only question is, is like, how do you get the physical need met? And I think so, that's where there's opportunities for, to conversation, whether it's, whether it's open relationships, whether it's sex therapy, whether it's anything to help the relationship not get closed down to like, I'm wrong. Because what, what will kill that, and I know and I see patterns, is the guilt and the shame. That yes, it's like, quick fix. You got a girlfriend, yeah. you got a side uh, thing here and there. Does she have a guilt, side thing? Pr- you know, we don't know. Most Probably, likely. most likely, right? Yeah. So, but the reality is that the guilt and shame will start to kill that relationship and the little love that they have or what the, what, what they have will start to erode from, from the core. And and that's another thing too. Like when you when you bring like outside sources, right, to like fulfill what's happening in here, I truly honest honestly believe that there is healing that needs to happen from like a past experience, mm-hmm. right? Like it's you know, like, there's like there, there's so yeah. many times that we've talked about something that has come up that we never addressed it that is still there and it's still so vivid in my heart or in your heart. And then when we start talking about it, like we automatically already get angry, right? But instead of getting angry, like let's find a solution. Let's heal that part so we don't continue to like feeling this way. So now if they are looking for other people to satisfy their needs, leave them, leave that aside. Can we come back to this agreement, this commitment? Can we learn could we ask each other, what do we need to heal? You know, maybe like this woman or this guy feels judged because you've already been with an outside partner, but now you're with me. So mm-hmm. now I feel less than. Do you see like you're already bringing new problems into the relationship that you you don't need? Yeah, because at the, at the end of the day, the reason they're not probably having sex because between both of them, there is no polarity. Right. You know, so there's guilt and shame and there's a feeling of, you know, what do you learn with him? What do you learn with her? And then yeah. you bring all that energy in, yeah. in into the bedroom and there is a disconnect. Of course. There's a lot of healing. And I think that's what, you know, between you and I, what has happened what is just healing. Like I started working on myself, you started working on yourself, and little by little we both begin to heal outside of needing each other to heal. And then we become one with each other and we start healing each other and, and expediting the process. Yeah, and I would say in this 21 years of my marriage is really... I would say like the ultimate secret that I could say that is really no secret is more like, you know, we're always looking for someone else to complete you. And for a long time, I was really looking for you to complete me, to validate me, to to tell me who I am and to make me feel like all these sorts of things. And then when I kind of like put a stop to that myself, and then I had to ask myself like, who is Vivian without Raul? Who is Vivian without this all this other stuff around her without, you know, didn't have kids, but if you have kids or if you have a job or you have whatever it is, like, who are you without someone or anything around you? Because a lot of the times we're looking for something or someone to complete us instead of looking, you know, like you weren't even complete. So how can I do that to you, first of all? And when I started to ask those questions, like when I started to feel complete, when I started to remember like what it is that I love, that, that brings me joy, that brings me sadness or even anger. So it's like I started to really to remember who Vivian is through what God created. Then it kind of gave me a sense of like, like, wow, like I, I know who I am. Like I'm starting to remember, hey, this is, Raul, this is who I could bring into the table. This is what I have to offer. And are you okay with that? Could you love that part of me? And looking back now as, as I go through the journey, 
I realized that I fell in love with your defiant, your fire, who you were, and this, you know, Amazonian queen who didn't take shit from nobody, right? But my insecurities, when we get together, dim that light, mm. dim that fire, until I got strong enough to actually take on that fire without being threatened. And I think that's what a lot of men, when we do it, we feel threatened. We don't know how to be with a powerful woman, so therefore we project our insecurities, we project who we are. Yeah. So I'm just glad <laughs> that after 21 years I've been able to take on that fire and I love you and I can't wait for the next 21 years because I know that and the more. best is yet to come because bring it on. Ready? You could dance, you could, <laughs> you could do whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm here to hold the space for you. I'm here to, to experience the beauty that you are, the beautiful Amazonian queen that you are. Because I know that our souls connected 21 years ago and they're going to continue to be on fire. Thank you, baby. I love you so much more. And in, in that, it's like the love and the respect that I have for you as, as a man, just like for everything that you do and, and not necessarily what you do, but for who you are. So to learn to respect that alone, like it's life changing. And we will continue to celebrate many, many more years. And so I the pray, next 21. Yeah, yeah. to love you, babe. <laughs> follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to this podcast. As you can see, this is not a perfect conversation. We're not perfect. We're not a perfect couple. We're a it. work in progress. Yes. Follow us everywhere by, except for a bedroom. So we'll keep it <laughs> private. Learn it. Live, Live it. Experience it. it. Love, love life. life. If you receive any value from this conversation, comment, subscribe, and share as we continue to impact more people and take them to the next level. And please send us your comments and questions so we could answer them in the next podcast. See you in the next episode.